Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, April 28th. On this date in 2003, Apple launched the iTunes Store, which gave users the ability to purchase and download music straight to their devices. Seven years later, in 2010, the store sold its 10 billionth, yes, it's billion with a B, 10 billionth song. So let's take a short trip back in history for a bit of trivia. Back in 2010, can you guess the song Apple said was iTunes' top downloaded song that year? I'll have that answer in just a few minutes. But first, the weekend is almost here. We want to know that forecast. Let's have a look at that forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Friday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sofine here. We had some rain overnight and early this morning. Now we're drying out. We'll see a couple of isolated showers and storms return as we go into this afternoon and this evening. Temperatures will climb toward the upper 70s at lunchtime. Low 80s on the way for this afternoon. A partly to mostly cloudy sky. Overall, pretty decent Friday on the way. And the weather only gets better as we head into the weekend. It will be pretty warm, 87 degrees, but dry through the daytime hours on Saturday. Saturday night into Sunday morning, we see the rain chance return. Should be drying out by Sunday afternoon. Highs near 80 degrees. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Richland County deputies are offering a reward for information that would help law enforcement recapture a convicted killer. Gerard Price is convicted for shooting and killing West Ashley native Carl Smalls Jr. in Columbia in 2002. He was sentenced to 35 years in prison but was released last month, 16 years early. The state Supreme Court is now ordering that he goes back to prison. The Richland County Sheriff's Department is offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to Price's arrest. If you do have information, you're asked to call the number you see on your screen. That number is also on our website at live5news.com. Just click on the story. The family of a woman killed in Georgetown County last year is now demanding more accountability and transparency from the South Carolina judicial system. According to the coroner, Emily Richtelli and John Altman were shot and killed in July last year. Ronnie Todd Jr. is charged in connection with their deaths. Emily's family says Todd was her ex-boyfriend and had over 30 previous charges dismissed against him. After her death, Emily's family started the nonprofit. Emily's Way Foundation to fight for judicial reform and the victims of domestic violence in South Carolina. The family says everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but that the state shouldn't be putting people back on the street until they've had their day in court. Todd's next bond hearing in connection to Emily and Altman's deaths is May 11th. A man is behind bars after being arrested in connection to a shooting that left one person injured. North Charleston police say 22-year-old Jalen Brothers is facing several charges, including attempted murder. On April 15th, police responded to a shooting on Redding Road in North Charleston, where they found a man who had been shot. They say the victim was treated for his injuries. Brothers was arrested and booked at the Charleston County Jail. Four students are in custody after two fights broke out at Georgetown High School. Georgetown police say two 16-year-olds are facing assault and battery charges. A 15-year-old is charged with assault and possession of a weapon on school property for carrying brass knuckles. And a 17-year-old is also facing charges relating to assaulting a teacher. The school district and Georgetown police are continuing to investigate. 
abortion ban in our state Senate has ended at least for this legislative session. The House had previously passed a bill which would have banned abortion from conception with some exceptions. The Senate started debating the bill this week. However, a group of bipartisan senators, they spent two days filibustering the bill, preventing that vote from happening. Every Democratic senator, along with six Republicans, voted to end debate on the abortion bill. This means abortion remains legal for up to 20 weeks in our state. It's up to the House now, right? I mean, that, that they have the ability to prevent thousands of abortions in South Carolina. And I hope they'll take that. The House is always going to evaluate its options as protecting life. And so, you know, we're not, for, we're not committing anything and we're not foreclosing on anything. The only commitment we have is we have a commitment in this body to protect life. The legislative session ends in less than two weeks. If the House doesn't pass the Senate's version, Republican lawmakers would have to wait until next year to try again. State lawmakers have introduced a bill to give back to our servicemen and women. The bill would allow employment as an active duty service member of the U.S. Armed Forces to be tax deductible. That's an expense a taxpayer can subtract from their income to reduce their taxable income, therefore reducing the amount of taxes owed. The definition of active duty does include members of the National Guard and reserve on active duty orders. You can now get an inside look at where Alec Murdoch's double murder trial took place. For more than two months, all attention was on the Colleton County Courthouse in Walterboro. The high-profile trial of the disbarred attorney convicted of killing his wife and son attracted the attention not just of the state, but from around the world. Despite the trial being long over, people are still traveling to Walterboro to see the courthouse for themselves. The courthouse staff say they're now giving around 10 tours a day. They say the tours follow a specific route and take about 20 minutes. After spending five years as the North Charleston police chief, Reggie Burgess will be passing his role on to a new leader. Yeah, today, Greg Gomes, he's going to be sworn as, as the department's new chief. Samantha Popovic sat down with Gomes and joins us live in North Charleston. Samantha, what is his vision for the city? Good morning. Gomes says his goal is to stop crime, and this starts with children to stop them from committing crimes in the future. Gomes says his goal is to ensure the community feels safe and he plans to continue on the path Burgess is leaving behind, saying he owes a lot of credit to him. Gomes tells me he's most excited to go into communities, listen to their concerns, and see the challenges they face in order to partner together to solve problems. According to Gomes, the North Charleston Police Department is already putting strategies in place to prevent crime. He says they have solutions for a spike in crime when summer begins by monitoring historical trends as a guide to show what could be next. Gomes tells me he will continue Burgess's partnership with 12 nonprofit violence interruption programs and says he plans to partner with these organizations when there are spikes in crimes so that they can help assist with combating the crime. Gomes says he also intends to provide a mentorship for at-risk children to prevent crime altogether. Fighting crime, that part's easy, right? To put a police officer in a community and stop someone that's doing something illegal, that, that's easy. But I think what we're trying to do is figure out a way to change outcomes. Uh, change outcomes for, for young people so that they don't make poor decisions that lead to police intervention later. 
Um, and that's what I say. It's going to take time. And we can start looking at ways to change outcomes and change lives. The crime will take care of itself. Chief Gomes has had over a 25-year career in law enforcement and says as a native, native of North Charleston, he feels it's his duty to ensure safety. The swearing-in will be held today at North Charleston City Hall at 10 a.m. Reporting live in North Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. All right, thank you, Sam. Well, there's a new name in the running for the race to be the next Charleston County Sheriff. Yeah, this is the first campaign announcement for the position. Mount Pleasant Town Council uh, Councilman and former police chief Carl Ritchie is the first person to officially announce that he'll run for sheriff. Yeah, Ritchie has made a pledge to utilize proactive and community policing as well as to ensure violent criminals stay in jail. He has 33 years of experience working in law enforcement in Charleston County and as of right now is the only person to join the race. The Charleston County Sheriff's election will take place in November of 2024. Well, you may have heard of Katie's Crops before. It's a local nonprofit that teaches and inspires kids and teens to start a vegetable garden in order to help people facing food insecurity. Sounds like my kind of organization. Yes. The organization is now set to kick off a brand new free and fun educational event this weekend, which will include a special unveiling of a new addition to the flagship garden. Our Katie Cammon joining us live from that garden in Somerville. And Katie, what can people expect for this event? Good morning, Nick and Aisha. So it is dark and quiet here now, but in a little more than 24 hours, this garden will be overflowing with activities, arts and crafts, interactive demonstrations and more. Now, organizers of Springfest say that they hope this event really encourages people to join them in their mission to help those who are fighting hunger and food insecurity. I'm gonna give tours of the garden. It's gonna be really fun for all the children. Katie's Crops was started by Katie Stagliano back in 2009 when she was in elementary school as a way to help kids grow food and uh, help people in need. The nonprofit has exploded and there are now more than 100 youth run Katie's Crops vegetable gardens across the U.S. The organization also hosts free garden to table dinners for those in need, as well as outdoor learning opportunities for students. The first annual Katie's Crops Spring Fest is tomorrow. It'll have garden tours, giveaways, an art exhibition, food trucks, and music, plus lots of hands-on experiences with partner groups like the International Primate Protection League, 4-H, and Dorchester County Community Outreach. And for the big surprise, they'll be unveiling a new monarch butterfly sanctuary where the endangered insect can grow from caterpillars into beautiful monarch butterflies. We and all these Katie's Crops folks are going to be helping save the monarchs. If you are looking for a fun event on Saturday and a way to really see the impact that these youth have made in the community and how passionate they are about saving the monarchs, about helping those struggling with hunger and food insecurity, this is an amazing time to come. The event will be tomorrow here at the flagship garden on Gahagan Road in Somerville. It'll be from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. and it's completely free. Live in Somerville, Katie Kamen, Live 5 News.
Dorchester District 2 is making some changes they say will help make it easier and safer to cross Highway 61. The district says they will be spending tens of thousands of dollars to upgrade and consolidate their crosswalks across the highway. They plan to add a raised median, updated lighting and flashing lights as part of that project. More than 1,100 students currently attend class at Beach Hill Elementary School and East Edisto Middle School. The district says the South Carolina Department of Transportation has given them the green light for the new crosswalk plan and should have it ready for next school year. And on Highway 78, crews are making headway on Phase 2 of the Roads Improvement Project. The goal is to improve safety and traffic flow by widening the road. Crews shut down traffic between Waterwheel Road and Highway 78 at 2 a.m. yesterday morning. Originally, the plan was to do this in pieces to avoid having to close the road, but after realizing the work could be done in two days instead of three months, it only made sense to shut down the area. It's expected for the area to be back open today around 4 p.m. The Affordable Connectivity Program is a federal initiative that helps people with financial barriers to afford Internet service. Melissa Radmaker explains the local library can help people see if they qualify and get started. From telehealth care to online classes to job applications, people use the Internet every day for a variety of things. But for some, that bill and the cost of devices can be a burden. If you qualify for any government program like SNAP, Medicaid, or housing vouchers, you already qualify for up to $30 a month toward your internet bill and a one-time $100 discount on a device. You can also qualify based on the income chart. The Affordable Connectivity Program is meant to help people who have good internet access already make the expensive service fit into their budget. And, and most folks think, well, it's just second-hand, second nature. Everybody's got access, right, to the internet. Not necessarily so. So that's what this program is all about, to help those with a need to get connected. You can find a link to learn more about the program on our website or stop by a Charleston Library branch where a staff member can get you set up on their Wi-Fi with a computer to get started. In Charleston, Melissa Rademacher, Life 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that Apple launched the iTunes store on this date 20 years ago. Seven years later in 2010, iTunes sold it's 10 billionth song. So what was the top downloaded song that year? It was I Got a Feeling from the Black Eyed Peas. While you check to see if it's in your playlist, we'll give a shout out to those celebrating a birthday today. Former Secretary of State James Baker is 93. Actress, singer Ann Margaret is 82. Former Tonight Show host Jay Leno is 73. Actress Mary McDonald is 71. Actress Penelope Cruz is 49, and the Property Brothers TV personalities Drew and Jonathan Scott are 45. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, a Low Country's news leader.